Hello guys, my name is Ryan, and I'm your host for World of Sports. Hello guys, and welcome back. My name is Ryan R., and I'm your host for World of Sports. Today is Saturday, so we will release a new podcast. If you are new here, we talk about sports, and I release a podcast every Saturday and Wednesday. So make sure to check us out at anchor.fm slash ryan-richie. We are in the middle of the July special which podcasts will be released on Saturday and Sunday. Visit us at anchor.fm slash Ryan-Richie. Today we're going to have um, kind of a, a baseball-oriented episode um, going into some close games from last night. If you haven't heard, baseball officially started two games ago, but to this date, every single team has played, and this series will continue. So we're going to uh, take a look at some close games, rating um, going inside those close games and looking at the teams. Um, some of their ratings, we're going to rate their offenses, their defenses, and then also a deeper look into the Blue Jays. They um, are in Buffalo. They're playing their um, home games in Buffalo. So we'll take a look. Uh, a little deeper look inside about that, and then predictions for the ALNL MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Cy Young winner. Let's go. Let's get into it. Before we get into all this wonderful baseball news, first, a scoreboard update. Taking a look at yesterday's games, uh, the Mets Tap the Braves 1-0, the Reds over the Tigers 7-1, the Blue Jays take on the Rays, beat them 6-4, the Marlins traveled at Philadelphia, they won 5-2, the Indians getting the Royals 2-0, the Cubs beat the Brewers 3-0, Red Sox 13-2 over the Orioles, the Rockies were at Texas, the the Rangers won 1-0, and the Cardinals beat Pittsburgh 5-4. Padres over the Diamondbacks 7-2. Astros over the Mariners 8-2. Dodgers over the Giants 9-1. The Angels traveled at the Athletics. They lost 3-7. Today we have a look ahead. The Brewers play the Cubs at 12-05. The Orioles play the Red Sox. The Orioles uh, play the Red Sox at 12-35. The Cardinals, Pirates, 115. Blue Jays are at Florida uh, for the Tampa Bay uh, versus the Tampa Bay Braves. They're at 210. Phillies and Marlins at 305. Rangers and Rockies at 305 as well. Both at 310. These next four games are at 310 with the Angels and the Athletics, the Dodgers and the Giants, the Astros and the Mariners, and the Mets and the Braves. The Indians take on the Royals at 410. The Reds and Tigers square off at 4:10 as well, and the Nationals at the Yankees at 6:15, and then the Padres and the Diamondbacks at 8:10. Let's look at the series ahead, and that is your scoreboard update. So some games that are kind of like worthy to take a look at, and that we should break down. I have a few in mind. These aren't necessarily really, really close, but these are games that we need to take a look at and digest. And some of them might be wacky, funky kind of scores. So our first game that I want to take a look at are the Mets and the Braves. The uh, Mets won one 
to nothing. So the Mets were at home and they won one to nothing. And they were at home, there were no fans. And if we just look at each, like, like the order of the like the batting order just the the people that the that the that the Braves have they are stacked and the Mets they just you know they were they just don't have that many stars they found a chance to win Pete Alonso was their best player he bombed 53 home runs last year and this was a really really weird game not how I certainly expected this game to you know turn out and not how I expected the outcome to be here. Um, if we look at um, we're gonna look at Acuna here uh, for the Braves. He's a leadoff hitter. He had four at bats and just one hit. He's their best player. Um, and then Ozzy Albies. He had four at bats, no hits. Freddie Freeman was uh, he had two at bats and he had two walks there. And there's not, if you just continue to look down the lineup here, there is not a lot of, um, like, hits. There's not, like, a lot of hits here. And there were only uh, three hits in all that, that the Braves had. And, and they were struggling this game. And then the Mets, they, some, they punched in a run. And if you look at uh, the... Their leadoff hitter, he had two hits with four bats. And he was 500 based on hitting. And their ninth hitter was three, had a hit. And they are just more productivity. They just, um, it, was a, it was really rare with what we saw. This is not typical. Um, but the Mets, they, they just kind of punch through with what they had and and everyone productive even their ninth hitter he had a couple of hits and some teams the Braves they have the, all the talent that they need they just didn't kind of um pro, they didn't product they didn't have the productivity that they need out of uh, all of their players and it was the first game of the season that we can't judge here but every single game matters. Every single game counts. The next game that I want to take a look at were, uh, was the Cubs and the Brewers. So this is a game that I think that the Cubs and Brewers will have very similar records around 500. Um, so if so, what the Cubs won three to nothing. And the Cubs three to nothing. The Cubs only had five hits to show for that. The Brewers had three hits, only three hits and zero runs. And the Cubs had five hits, and two of those hits were their home runs. They had a two-run shot by Ian Happ, and then Anthony Rizzo hit a solo bomb to right um, in the eighth inning. And so there was just two mistakes, and then the Cubs won uh, three to nothing. And the Mets had a home run. And that was just by one mistake. So just a couple of mistakes and it could change it. The Brewers had three hits. They all came from their number nine hitter, Orlando Arcia. He is their shortstop. So their number nine hitter had all three hits. And they had Ryan Braun at DH there. 
and no one else got any hits except Orlando Arcia. And then the Cubs uh, over over at DH had Victor Caratini, a catcher. And then they also stuck Nico Horner at second base, which was very interesting to me. It's kind of what I predicted, but for more important than anything else was Kyle Hendricks. He pitched um, nine innings, the full game. He gave up three hits, and he had nine strikeouts. No balls, no errors. Nine innings, three hits, nine strikeouts, no blocks. And that is incredible. He had a dealing. He pitched uh, He pitched 100 pitches, just 100. And he pitched the whole game. And what Kyle Hendricks' style is, it's, he'll show the Brewers, and he'll strike out everyone he wants in the early innings. And then he says, you know what, I want to keep my pitch count low. And he's that smart, so that's how he gets to the next level. That's how he pitches good games. He keeps his pitch count low because he gives, like, pitches to hit. And then uh, the Brewers are jumping on the chance to hit. They're swinging away at the first pitch. They're in swing mode, and then they swing. That's where you get those five-pitch innings. And that's how Kyle Hendricks does it so easily. He also has a wicked curveball that was kind of a show-me pitch at first, but now is one of his go-to pitches. And Kyle Hendricks, he is just really, really good. He's just a wee. He's, like, really late. He originally played at the Tigers. Now he's at the Cubs. And he is 30 years old. He's he's a salary of um seven million, and he is just um he is just he he just kind of won he won the he won the game himself, and um if Kyle Hendricks keeps on doing that, the the Cubs could be really good. Also, what I would like to see from the Cubs is Yu Darvish. Yu Darvish is on the Cubs. Kyle Hendricks is better for uh, for, for the Cubs right now, um, but you could certainly find um, Yu Darvish, and he needs to. They're giving him big money as well as Craig Kimbrell. In the the two of them, they need to you know they need to capitalize. They need to be good. They weren't good the last season. They're giving them a boatload of money, so for the Cubs to be successful. Um, Craig Kimbrell and Yu Darvish need to be um, really good. And today you could find Yu Darvish starting at 12.05, and you will find Yu Darvish pitching. And the Brewers and Cubs will play at 12.05 today. So um, another game that was really interesting, um, not interesting, um, but, you know, like, there's two games here in this category. A lot of teams had their eyes on the Reds. The Reds, I predicted them to win the NL Central. They won 7-1 to over the Tigers. Eugenio Suarez had 49 home runs last year. He's going to bomb away. He had a home run in that game. And then the Astros and Mariners, um, Astros and Mariners, Everyone was on the Astros because they cheated last year. How good are they? The Mariners aren't really that, you know, good. But but they're they, – I respect them. They are a pretty good team. Um, but the Astros, they had five runs in the fifth inning, and that is kind of just how 
they got rolling. And then they won the sixth, won the seventh, and then there's no ninth inning. But the Astros will probably be good, not as good at, at when they were cheating. They probably didn't need to cheat. It was very necessary, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, you could look at previous episodes for during when they cheated, but we're, we're not going to talk about that right now. And then the Reds, um, 7-1 to over the Tigers. And the Reds are a good team. They had two runs right off the bat in the bottom of the first, a run in the third, a run in the fifth, and then a run in the sixth, two runs in the seventh. It was pretty spread out. Um, pretty pretty kind of spread out for the Reds. Um, Mike Bustakis had three hits. He, was, he came over from the Brewers. It was a good addition. Joey Votto had two hits, two runs, and four at-bats. And Philip Irvin had a run and two at-bats. And then Kurt Casale, their catcher, had two walks, a hit with two at-bats to go along with it. So they just had productivity throughout the lineup. Nick Castellanos, um, Nick Castellanos, they got him for the Cubs, a really, really brilliant addition there. And they had um, an RBI from him, a walk, a hit, a run, with two at bats. So then the Reds pulled out some of their best players. Um, but they didn't need them playing nine innings because they were up like in the in the seventh, they were up five to one. So they kind of pulled those players out. But the Reds are doing really well. And I could definitely see them going a very, very long way. So if I rate the Reds offense and I rate uh the Let's take a look at, I want to rate the, um, so so some of the games that we looked at, we're going to rate the Brewers and the Cubs offense and defense. And then we're going to also rate the Reds offense and defense. So, and then we're going to go for, I, I would very like, I would very much like to do the Astros, but I just haven't seen enough of them not cheating. I cannot give you an honest rate on that. So the Reds, their offense and defense, they have a very well-rounded offense. Um, you know, Nick Castellanos, Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo. Um, well, sorry, those are pitchers. But Nick Castellanos, Mike Bustakis, Gui Vado, Anyhow, Suarez. You get the idea. Um, you get the idea. They're a very skilled, talented team. And they could take it a long way. Their offense will be an 8 out of 10. Their skill level is just out, out of the ballpark. They are an 8 of 10. I really like them. Um, their defense, they have very strong defense. All the guys who protect on offense, they are all really good on defense, including Joey Vado, Vado and Suarez with 59 home run, 49 home runs last year. And he might be the home run leader. We'll have to take a look. Um, Christian Yelich is certainly up there for the Brewers. The Brewers, I have them with a 7 on the offense. The Cubs, I have the Cubs at an 8 with the offense. The Cubs will have a 6 on defense. So that's kind of an overview of these teams and rating their offenses and defenses. So again, you have the Brewers and Cubs today at 12.05. And then the Reds, um, the Reds are at the Tigers at 4.10. Um, so I'll be definitely taking a look at those games and seeing how everything plays out and kind of my predictions there. And then one last thing that I want to take a look at were the Mets and Braves. The Braves, they have all the talent. They have everything. Their offense is an eight. Defense is going to be a seven. 
sorry, six and three four. Six point seven five is their defense. And then the Mets, they have um seven across the board, seven offense, seven defense for the rating. So the Blue Jays, they are in Buffalo. So the Blue Jays are in Buffalo. And why the Blue Jays are in Buffalo is because the the Canada has like what they have um three hundred cases a day, so they are doing really well on, on top of coronavirus and all of that stuff. But the Toronto Blue Jays, anyone who comes in there, whether it's let's say the the Rays come in there to play the Blue Jays, the Rays would have to quarantine for fourteen days, and you would probably think, oh well, they can make an exception, but the Canadian government did not make an exception. So the Blue Jays are looking to play; they have to play somewhere in the United States. And um, they are playing in Buffalo, pretty close to Toronto. So they're playing in Buffalo. And Buffalo, the minor league stadium, and um, they will just be playing there. So that is um, something to, to, to take um, to, to look forward to. And then um, that is just your Buffalo. And yesterday there was... Um, there was there was this there's a thing so there was um for the Cubs and a few other teams there's a few other teams that had their own sports networks and then they kind of signed um with Comcast and everything everyone else so you could watch and for example yesterday before the regular season this was a huge story the the so marquee sports network was the new network for the cubs and they just signed with comcast so if that was just a blow like a big um story because they would have lost like what like a fourth of their tv watch like a four tenths um, and that is just a thing to keep an eye on if you are trying to watch anything related to that or any other teams that launch their own sports network. Just be careful um, to watch everything like that. Be aware of new sports networks and be careful with who people sign with. So that was just kind of a, a quick a quick news flash in case that you are interested in that. Next, we have... The NL and AL Cy Young MVP and Rookie of the Year predictions. Who's going to win? This episode is sponsored by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's simple. It's really free. And there are creation tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. For example, you can send in voice messages from Anchor. You can just record um, straight straight from Anchor. And another really good thing that I like is they have music right in there for you. It will also distribute your podcast automatically to Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more, which I really, really like. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast just in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So if we start with taking a look at the AL Cy Young winners, you have Justin Verlander competing against Zach Greinke, I think. And I don't know who will, uh, you know, take it home, but I certainly think that it is those two uh, just um, 
you know, competing against each other. And I think that that will be、um, a fun matchup to watch. And I think that will be the、um, the Cy Young matchup in the AL. If we take a look at the NL. Um, it in the AL Lucas Giolito with the White Sox could also be in it. If we take a look at the NL, um, I could see a Cy Young winner, Jack Flaherty. I think Jack Flaherty will win it. Um, Jacob Degrom is actually ahead in the odds with five to two, and Syndergaard at twenty to one. But I think Jack Flaherty is one of the best top five pitchers in the National League, and I think that in the sixty-game season with the twelve starts that he will have, I think it will really favor him. And I think that Jack Flaherty could、uh, take home an NL Cy Young trophy. If I took a if I take a look at the、um, NL and AL MVP for the NL, it's certainly、um, Mookie Betts, Christian Yelich,、um, Cody Bellinger, Javier Baez.、Uh, those four will be up for it. Those four will be racing for it. And because of the sixty game season, I'm going to stick Wilson Contreras in it. Um, there I'm also going to stick Ozzy Albies in it. Right there as well, and if we take a look at the rookie of the year, um, for the AL, Luis Luis Roberts is really it. He is a two to one chance, and if you haven't seen this guy play on the White Sox, you have you got to look up some clips. He just bobs or runs. He he's athletic. He plays defense. He does everything, and Luis Roberts can certainly be a big addition to the White Sox, and um. I think that Luis Roberts could will be the he will be the rookie of the year for the AL. For the NL, um, I think that it is a little more difficult to tell. Um, Wilson Contreras' younger brother, William Flores, um, he got called up um、uh, to to play for the Braves, and if he performs well, I think that he could become rookie of the year. Wilson Contreras' younger brother. So that was it for today's episode. Be sure to visit us at anchor.fm/ryan-richie. I hope you have a great day, everybody. Be sure to be on the lookout for another episode coming Wednesday. It's World of Sports.